This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. On joy. Good evening and welcome to Hooked, Joy 94.9's program about addiction. Research shows that the LGBTI community has addiction problems of at least twice that of the general population and we want to explore why and how this has come about. There are many suffering addiction, many more that are affected by those in active addiction and people that are grateful in recovery. My name is David. Hello there, everybody. My name's Russ. What are some of the reasons behind this problem? Are there pathways towards recovery and change? How does addiction affect loved ones, family members and partners of those in active addiction? You know, Dave and I are not experts in this field, but just a couple of friends who happen to be in recovery together. We believe that there needs to be a conversation in the GLBTIQ community about addiction. And of course, if you'd like to join us in that conversation, check out our Facebook page, which is Hooked on Joy 94.9. If you're experiencing immediate problems or content of this program raises issues that cause distress, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36 or go to joy.org.au slash support. Dave, Dave, look, I just can't tell you how disappointed I am this week if I could just say. Why is that? Last week, well, last week I had the absolute pleasure of doing Hooked from your bed in your bedroom. Yes, you did. And, and I did, and it was so much fun. I really enjoyed every minute. And this week I'm, I'm zooming in from my lounge room and, uh, and you're um, zooming in from your lounge room. The connection's no, just None of the bedroom. I'm no, back in no, the bedroom. No. Better sound quality, no, I've got to tell you. No, you're back in the bedroom, okay. Yeah, well and truly. Um, but look, well, it is... I'm glad we're talking to our joysters. That's what I'm glad Yeah, about. well, that's the main thing. Hey, tonight yes. we've got a very, very different program because remember we went to the Melbourne Queer Film Festival a few weeks ago. We saw a couple of movies and then, of course, the screening was finished due to, um, I don't know, some pandemic of some sort uh, before we had to self-isolate at home. But uh, there were some great little videos, two shorts that were played before each movie. And you do remember them, I know that. And it was all about the Quit Flix campaign, uh, which is a joint collaboration between uh, Thorn Harbour Health, Quit Victoria, and also Melbourne Queer Film Festival and everybody else that's there in the movie cinema. I think I've got all of that right. But anyway, tonight we're going to be talking about that campaign and those videos, and I'm just going to play you one of them right now. Sam was a cog that couldn't quite fit, so they grabbed a cigarette because smoking was lit, huffing and puffing away because they must, till their bank account crumbled and tumbled to dust. How can I quit? They posted online. I'm flamed, constrained. How will I be fine? Have no fear, their friends replied, for we have a link that will help you get by. You see, Sam got stressed, smoking helped them unwind, but a way to calm down they could not find. So what would be best to lessen the stress? Patches for Pablo, pills for Pam, but none of these worked very well for Sam. So they spoke to Paul, a friend that was tall. Mindfulness and meditation might be a good call. Whenever the stressor makes it too hard to breathe, just stop, walk the gardens, it's something you could achieve. So when you find your trigger and need to grab a cigar, whether it be with work, traffic, or a cute figure, 
With friends, there is always a way to beat the cravings and get on with your day. And of course, tonight, Russ, we're joined by Maxwell, who is the absolute CEO, Maxwell Grattan from Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Great to have you here tonight with us on Hawked. Hi, Maxwell. Hi, Dave. Thanks so much for having me um, on the show this evening. Delighted to be here. It's our pleasure it's too, Welcome. because because Thank the uh, Queer Film Festival was brought to a sudden halt, uh, but we're talking about these great videos in the Quit Flix campaign. What can you tell us about the collaboration that went on? First and foremost, for I say the Melbourne Queer Film Festival is absolutely delighted to be partnering and have partnered with Quit Victoria now for the second year running to be able to um, address um, you know, smoking rates within the LGBTIQ communities. We're very thankful to Quit Victoria and Dr. Sarah White um, for you know, their support. This year, we had uh, two terrific videos that we um, showed before the screenings at the festival, before it was postponed. The winner, the winning film rolled by Rosie and also um, Stressless Sam by um, Hugh. Both of those uh, videos there were to really help to motivate a discussion within the community which has higher rates of smoking than the, uh, than the general populace. We're absolutely delighted to be able to work with Quit Victoria and, and others to be able to address that because queer film, film of the moving image generally is a really powerful medium to, you know, connect people, places and communities. And, uh, in our collaboration now in the second year, uh, you know, continues that discussion in terms of trying to bring, you know, those smoking rates down for those who identify as LGBTIQ. Yeah, that is something that we've noticed as well, that addiction rates being so much higher in our LGBTI community. Uh, it's great to see somebody like Melbourne Queer Film Festival, which has the vehicle to show things. And then, of course, from the other side, from the Quit campaign, um, able to be able to put on um, and facilitate a competition that you can pick up on and then end up with on the screens in front of us. Um, how do you think the audiences reacted to the actual uh, entries that you showed uh, during the the screenings that were done for Melbourne Queer Film Festival? I think the audience has reacted uh, really well, not just this year, but also last year as well. This year we had, you know, both of those terrific, um, the, uh, what's it called, entries, the winner and the uh, the runner-up that spoke to different segments of the LGBTIQ community, but in really engaging ways mm. that, uh, you know, told, uh, you know, the stories from different perspectives and ways that people could relate to that are also humorous, but are also everyday situations that, uh, you know, people could see in their everyday lives. And really and truly, you know, smoking isn't, isn't cool. And, you know, there are, uh, you know, other ways, I suppose, you know, you know, in terms of, of, of outlets and the like. And if the Queer Film Festival can contribute to, um, you know, to that discussion in terms of bringing down smoking rates, then, you know, we're all for it. How many entries were there in the competition? Um, off the top of my head, I can't quite remember. But I, from, from recollection, we did have several dozen. Uh, what's it called? Looks uh, like there the were about finalist? 10 entries. Yeah, fin- 10 yeah. finalists. That's great. Yep. Um, so we had yeah, 10 finalists there from, what's it called, scores of entries. And who got to judge them? Um, in terms of judging, we had uh, representatives from the MQFF, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival, Quit Victoria, uh, as well as Thorn Harbour Health and uh, Minus 18. Okay. Well, Look, why do you think there's such a large membership in our community that smokes so much? Well, I mean, if you look at a lot of um, queer film, you see smoking represented in 
you know, the imagery that you see, you know, quite frequently. And, you know, as a result of that, you get these subliminal messages, I suppose, you know, to the audiences that smoking is a part of, you know, everyday life. It's part of queer identity when, when it doesn't have to be. No. And, you know, these, um, these short vignettes, these very powerful short vignettes, really inspire people to show that, you know what, smoke, you know, smoking isn't necessarily an integral part of being LGBTIQ. And in many cases, it can put you in awkward situations, very much like Rold, where, you know, if you light up <laughs> you know, a cigarette, you're more likely to meet, uh, you know, your exes there. I mean, how awkward is that? I must say it's refreshing to see the continuity with um, the campaign in MQFF that, like, I love going to the festival every year. And for yeah, me, I love having just, you come as well. Yeah. For me, it's just such a, a highlight of the calendar to go to the, um, uh, the MQFF festival. But then to see this continuity with Quit, I think is, is fantastic. Cause I mean, I don't like smoking. I, I'm, I'm an old smoker from way back. And, um, I can remember my doctor giving me a choice of saying, you man have to either quit the cigarettes or you've got to quit the drink. Well, I, I gave up the fags and kept the, um, the grog going. It is a constant reminder that needs to be put in front of people's faces, not to, um, A, of course, to go to the MQFF festival every year, but B, that, um, it's not called a smoke and they don't need to smoke. Go to a movie. Why do you need to, why do you need to, um, have a break in between the, um, the various movies that you're seeing and go out the front and have a, have a city? Why can't you just, Talk to your mates next to you. Well, that, that's right, and you know, advance that you know that that human connection. I mean, no, smoking is definitely you know not uh, an integral part of being able to enjoy you know queer film or you know socialising with uh, you know with friends or family. So, yeah, if we can contribute to that, that discussion, then we definitely will in the times ahead. We're so appreciative to have partners like, um, you know, Quick Victoria who've enabled us to be able to, you know, tell that story. But I suppose beyond telling that story as well, our partnership is such an important one because it also invests in queer filmmaking. Not only are we able to address things like uh, the smoking rates in the community, but through the partnership we're also able to invest in queer talent. I mean, we've, you've just, you know, spoken to two wonderful people, Hugh and, and Rosie, there have been able to come up with a concept, being able to, you know, pitch it, have been selected as finalists and have been able to put it together and now being, uh, you know, exhibited in front of thousands of people for the time the festival was running and we're continuing to work with Quit to ensure that we keep getting those vignettes out there through our socials and, you know, to the LGBTIQ audiences. Because, I mean, now more than ever, as we're all, you know, in, in, at, in, in home isolation, we definitely don't want people to be lighting up. Um, no. Uh, it might actually else. be a very good time for people to think about uh, what they're doing and maybe to give up during this time. But nevertheless, thank you, Maxwell, so much for being on Hook tonight. We're going to be coming back Pleasure. in just a few moments. Thank you again. Uh, a few moments with Hugh and Rosie, who are the finalists and winners from uh, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival Quick Flicks campaign. Hooked on Joy. You're listening to Hooked 
with David and Russ, Joy 94.9's program about addiction. If you're experiencing immediate problems or if content of this program raises issues that cause distress, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36 or go to joy.org.au slash support. Of course, we have this year's winning entry from the Quitflix campaign at Melbourne Queer Film Festival, Rosie Pavlovic. You won the, the best short video for the Quitflix campaign. Do you want to tell us about your video and what it actually meant to you making it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I was very lucky to win the Quitflix um, film campaign. Uh, I made a short film called Rolled. Uh, the competition was to make a 60-second short to... Um, I discuss uh, smoking in the LGBT community and what we can do to target it and, you know, cut down. I made a little short based around a bit of a personal experience, which I always found that my ex-girlfriends would be in the smoking area of the pub. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a, a great incentive to try and avoid going into that spot because the drama, the drama never ends. It's true. That's true. I know a lot of my exes still smoke, so it's a great way of avoiding them. <laughs> and it's a shame that we only got to see your um, your great entry and winning entry a couple of times. So um, is there somewhere where we can go and check out your video in case somebody's interested in seeing how good it was? Yeah, totally. If you just search um, up the Quitflix campaign, I'm sure it's on YouTube. You could have a look on the Quit Victoria website. Um, just punch in rolls, Rosie Pavlovic, if you can spell my last name, and yeah, have a squiz. But I was lucky enough, I got to see one of the screenings at the Capitol Theatre, and that was a really incredible experience to see on the Yeah, we might have been at the same screening because it was a fantastic cinema to be in. I hadn't been into it for a long time, but remember seeing your video as well as Hugh Murray's video. Now, Hugh, your entry was totally different. Um, Still, of course, with the Cope and Connect, it was very, very explicit about coping and connecting. Some people that may have seen it would remember the sock puppets, of course. Uh, Tell me, where did you draw your inspiration from for your video? Well, personally, I've um, I've kind of been around a great deal of smokers and um, I was kind of more so looking at a scientific a scientific perspective of um, you know what did quit uh, what did quit Victoria suggest would be the best ways to kind of coping with um, quitting smoking and so I kind of drew my inspo- inspiration from that mostly from their advice and then I tied it to soft puppets because I wanted something a bit left field, a bit interesting, something that would really uh, be colourful and really pop um, that would grasp people's engagements um, from the get-go. Have you worked with Sock Puppets before? Um, Actually, no. (laughs) It was, um, you know, like I've definitely played around with with puppets and I've just, uh, I was actually in um, Avenue Q at my, uh, at my school. Um, Oh, okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. I was the puppeteer for that. Um, but I just thought soft puppets would be good because you can get a really great amount of diversity for a really low budget. Um, and I hired my friend who was actually a puppeteer to help me out. Uh, like the 60 seconds was definitely limiting, but I thought, I felt that it actually went longer because I made so many different scenes, um, so many different scenes and so many different actions within a single minute. Um, that was, was kind of a really good thing about it as well, that it felt longer sure. than 60 seconds that there was more information in it, but yeah. Were you happy with the message you got out there about the campaign when you when you saw the finished product? Um, I I was happy. 
um, I was happy with the information that it had in it, and I was happy the way it was uh, with the way it was told. Of course, there's always limitations uh, in production. There's always issues, but all in all, I'm quite happy with it. Rosie, I'm no, just hoping. I'm hoping, Rosie, that many of those girl, ex-girlfriends of yours that were always out in the smoking areas will no longer be in those smoking areas after seeing your video. I'd like to congratulate you both because really it was a fantastic campaign. Your entries were both great, and thank you so much for being on Hooked on Joy ninety four point nine. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. And now, of course, we're joined by Dr. Sarah White from Quit Australia. And she's here to talk about the Melbourne Queer Film Festival Association. Welcome to our program, Sarah. You were on last year on Hook Joy 94.9 from memory. I was indeed and enjoyed my chat then. So I've been looking forward to having another conversation. Because, of course, the campaign, this is the second year of the QuitFlix campaign. Last year was a different um, area. It wasn't Cope and Connect. It was to do with um, Killing the Vibe, wasn't it? Kill the, that's right, kill the vibe. So the theme last year was, um, uh, using, uh, that cigarettes can kill the vibe. And then what we did in the meantime was, uh, quite a few focus groups with members of the LGBTIQ community. And what they told us was that they were really using cigarettes to cope and connect. So that was the mm. theme that we gave the filmmakers for this year's Melbourne Football Festival. Is that sort of about people meeting somebody for the first time and going, Oh God, I've got a lot of a cigarette, that sort of thing? Some of it was. Some of it was about um, showing belonging with the community, mm-hmm. which you know, is a bit of a worry and it's something that we're trying to address. Some of it was about connecting with people. Um, we had more than one tell us that, oh, it's a great excuse to go and talk to someone. If I have, if I walk up there, have you got a light, for example? So I've got a pick up line sometimes. More with <laughs> the guys with that one. Um, really chuckling. Uh, and then the other one was around coping with feelings, um, coping with feelings around um not being part of a community or feeling stigmatised or just feeling anything, really. And well, well, so that's, well, that's interesting. Not Was, well, will nicotine, yeah, so not, nicotine do that to you? No, it's probably more around the rituals around smoking. So when okay, you smoke, yeah. you're actually breathing in deeply, so you're relaxing your jaw. You've got something to do yep. with your hands. You're connecting with something. So if you're trying to push away an emotion, um, then you can use a cigarette to do that. And we see that with mainstream people as well, that um, cigarettes are often used as an emotional um, emotional tool and a way of dealing with emotions or avoiding emotions. It's interesting you say that because I um, um, am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous with um, with my addi- my particular addiction and the number of people I see um, uh, in early recovery who um, aren't necessarily smokers but all of a sudden pick up the habit and um and you know obviously they've all um they're all drinking because of some sort of trauma or, or emotion that they don't want to face and so therefore we're looking at um at uh, that may be why the reason why they why their um cigarette uh, smoking may increase when they're in that early recovery phase and they're trying to look at their feelings and emotions would you agree yeah quite possibly absolutely yeah. and it's one of the reasons why combining something like quitline counseling along with products um, the nicotine replacement is both successful because the quit line actually helps you identify your triggers. So when do you smoke? Is it when you're bored? Is it when you're stressed? Is it when you're angry? Is it when you're feeling lonely? And it, then you're able to come up with something else to manage the emotions rather than turning to a cigarette that you, you know, whether you're rolling it or just taking out a factory-made cigarette can actually be a little bit of a mindfulness thing for some people. So they're, they're smelling the cigarette, they've got all these rituals around keeping it out of the packet and lighting it. So that 
identifying why you, when you smoke, what the trigger is to smoking is part of the way to help you beat the addiction. Yeah. So people would actually be lighting up for different reasons at different times of the day. Is that the sort of thing? And, you know, sort of like I need to yeah. reward myself or I need to de-stress yeah. myself, I need to take a step out or I need to socialise right. and be accepted by other people or I need to go to the yeah. place where everybody talks to each other, such as the smoking area in front of buildings that we see. Is it that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I remember reading one study where they talked about it as being the apostrophe of the day. I finished that um, job, I'll go and have a cigarette. I finished the next job, I'll go and have a cigarette. So it's almost like how you break up the day for some people. And for others, it's very much about being part of the crowd. And when we talked with members of the community, it was almost half and half. Some people felt that by smoking, they became part of the community. Mm-hmm. And others felt that by smoking, they were showing that they're outside all these community norms, mainstream community norms, like it was half rebel and half fitting in. So it's people have quite a relationship with their cigarette smoking in terms of identity. Mm-hmm. Now, I know when I was smoking, for me, it was, I really felt like I was, you know, part of the GLBTI community. I felt like I was, you know, I was out clubbing. I thought, you know, I've got my packet of, um, of, um, Winfield cigarettes. And if I want to go and talk to somebody, I can offer them a fag or I can, mm-hmm. I can go and light someone's cigarette or I can, um, you know, go for a walk with somebody and, and, and hold their hand and smoke with them and all of that stuff. So it, it it definitely, I mean, the the theme that you're on is definitely a, a way people did connect and probably still do in the GLBTI community, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think so. By the way, we haven't mentioned the phone number. The quit phone number, which is the quit line phone number, is 13QUIT, which is 137848 or 13QUIT. Uh, so if you are thinking, oh, maybe I need to do something about my smoking, that is definitely the hotline to ring. Now, we have talked about the great entries in the Melbourne Queer Film Festival uh, Cope and Connect uh, Quit Flicks campaign. Um, there is a lot of other things that Quit does to support those of us in the LGBTI community as far as uh, stopping smoking is concerned. Do you want to sort of describe what happens um, in that area, Sarah? Yeah, sure. So we, we um, realising that the rates are so much higher, two to three times higher in the community, what we undertook was a bit of a, a program, really. So it wasn't just partnering with Melbourne Queer Film Festival, which has been fantastic. It was also partnering with Broad Harbour Health and Minus 18 to start talking with them about what we needed to do rather than us just deciding what it was we should do. We talked to people who, who knew. Um, and one of the things we did was take a look at the training that our quitline counsellors have and some of the um, protocols they use to provide counselling to people to really make sure that we were... Uh, asking the right questions for the community, um, mm. trying to understand um, what the concerns particularly are, taking great care with our language to make sure that we're using appropriate language for the community. And that was actually, um, that was a great exercise to go through. We had members of the community come and talk to the quitline people just so that we could be quite sure that we're providing a service that's culturally safe. And um, I think we've, we've seen an increase in the number of people using the quitline who identify as being LGBTIQ. I've noticed that when you go to the website, and the address of that website, uh, Sarah, is? Quit.org.au. Very, there, very simple. And there is a whole section which addresses the LGBTIQ community, which is an amazing thing as well. Now, what happens if I do ring up the quitline? What happens then? 
So you call up the quit line and you'll talk to someone, um, you'll get a very friendly, confidential service and they'll explore with you where you are on your quitting journey. And you don't have to be ready to quit to call the quit line. You might just want to cut down the number of cigarettes you smoke or you might just, just might be thinking about quitting one day. So they'll talk you through um, identifying some of the triggers you have. They'll have a um, t- question you about some of um, how often you smoke and when you start in the morning to understand how heavily addicted you are to nicotine. And then they can give you some really simple, practical, pragmatic steps to help start shifting some of your behaviours and some of your feelings around cigarettes to help you get and stay smoke-free. It's a really painless process. What do you reckon the main reason is why people don't give up smoking? I know it's about addiction, um, but, I, you know, for me it's it's just it's such an obvious question that, you know, the publicity we have had in this country for 20-plus years has been you're killing yourself. I really, and, you know, honestly, this is my professional life and I wish I knew. Yeah. In this country, it's, though, um, Sarah, the, the, in, yeah. in Australia, the smoking rates, are, what are the smoking rates like now in the general population? So around about, general population, around about 12%, roughly. Right. So that's Higher about... Higher in some groups. So that's about one in uh, 11 or 12 people, well, 12 or so mm-hmm. people, 1.2 people per 10 are smokers, so mm-hmm. not that many people. So if you were in a room and you were out on the, the prowl for a hookup, you'd be in the very, very small minority um, of those that smoke, unless you're in the LGBTI community, in which case you'd be two and a half people out of those 10. So your potential matches or suitors are probably not going to be smokers. Well, you'd be going yeah. and looking for a smoker, wouldn't you? Well, you might go to the smoking area if you wanted to find a smoker, I guess. But we certainly know from dating apps, I'm told, not personal research in this case, guys, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, um, that in fact you are far less likely to find a match if you're online looking for someone and you're a smoker. So, you know, I'm just putting that yeah. out there. There's reasons, there's reasons out there. Yeah, well, it's not just yeah, health. It's also, you know, trying People to find... the smoker. Yeah, trying to find that suitor. I my grinder profile. Yeah, on your social app there, Russ, you'd have to make sure that it says non-smoker. It would also need to say single as well, but nevertheless. Uh, All right, but... another really bizarre question I've got here for you. Uh, I haven't smoked since I was 25. I'm now 53. and But every time someone lights up a cigarette, I'm like, God, that smells amazing. What wow. is that? What is that? So smoking is a known medically as a chronic relapsing condition. So once you've smoked, you actually have little receptors in your brain that crave nicotine. And so when um, your receptors are like, when you get a whiff of cigarette smoke or the idea of smoking, your brain is literally saying, give me the feel good stuff. Um, yep. But the other thing, of course, to be careful is the association, the emotional association. So some people say, I haven't smoked for 20 years. As soon as I hear a cigarette lighter, go click. I start thinking about it. So those habits and those connections are really, really strong. And that might answer your question about why the people still smoke. It's actually really hard. For a lot of people, it's quite hard to quit. And you do have to be careful not to relapse because most people will relapse again. All right. Well, I've got uh, a small confession to make. Um, I haven't been a smoker for very many years. But, well, I wouldn't consider myself a smoker but I do have about two or three each day. So I don't consider myself a smoker because I probably buy one packet a week. But um, what I should probably do on uh, uh, both of your suggestion is maybe ring the quit line, which is 137848 or 13 quit, and do my own test on that and see how the service works. I've always I've been wearing... pause back in a month? 
Well, I'm yeah, going to be reporting back next enough, week. Yeah. Next week, I'm going to be reporting back. I'm going to be the Thanks test right. guinea pig. I'd love to hear your experience as well, Dave. I will be the test guinea pig on Joy 94.9's program about addiction because um, I definitely, you know, I just can't shake those last two or three. You know, there would be some days where I have none, but most days there would be one or two or three. So I'm going to put the service to the test and uh, the only thing that can happen is that I become uh, even more healthy and even better afterwards. So hopefully uh, everything works out okay. But, yes, I will re- hey, return to you, Sarah, soon. Sarah, what, what's, uh, what are the uh, main things that people can do instead of lighting up the cities? Well, I think that's part of the, the strategies that you have to develop for yourself, and that's why we have this individual tailoring. I mean, if we could give you straight out a menu of options, you could just put it on the website. But some of the things that people do is um, make sure you're chewing on a carrot stick if you really feel like you need to put something in your mouth. Carrot stick, not a lolly, because a lot of people worry about weight gain when they're when they're fitting. For some people, it's just mixing up their routine. So if you have a coffee in the morning and you've always had coffee and a cigarette, sit somewhere where you're not going to be tempted to smoke or or change up your routine. Have a shower when you get out of bed straight away instead of going out to have a cigarette and coffee, that sort of thing. So it, it is finding some of those things to fill in your moments. Mobile phones are really good for that. Text somebody, watch a cat video, play an online game, find something to fill those moments where you would normally have had a cigarette and it won't take too long before you start doing that um, without thinking about it. It sounds good. You know, one thing I always I always think about for smokers and, the, and I don't understand is Melbourne's bitterly, bitterly cold winter during August, July and August. And they like going downstairs from those office buildings and standing in those freezing streets. <laughs> um, it's time to call quiz, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And I, I used to live in the States and, and people in New York City would go downstairs and, and light up and it would be minus 25 wind chills. And it was the first time I really had an appreciation of how how bad that addiction can be for some people. Look, it's been fantastic having you on the show tonight, Sarah, and thank you to all of our guests, of course, because it's been wonderful exploring a little bit more about uh, Quitflix and also coping, connecting, and also the quit line as well. So uh, it's been wonderful having you back here on Hooked on Joy 94.9. Thanks Thanks, again, Sarah. David, I'm looking forward to your report back. I I will report. Don't you worry. Great. I'll make sure sure he calls. We hope that you've enjoyed tonight's show and remind you that if you are experiencing immediate problems or if content of this program raises issues that cause distress, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36 or go to joy.org.au slash support. It's important to move away from self-destructive reasoning. Recovery involves breaking the cycle of addiction, removing the trigger of negative thinking and restoring us to emotional sobriety. One of the greatest highs in life is feeling good about ourselves. Always remember that none of us are alone in this world and that the first step is recovery is to ask for help. We want our community to be one of hope and look forward to your company next week when we continue to explore addiction on hook. Meanwhile, it's goodbye from Russ. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, David. Goodbye. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. 
Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.